Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's episode of The Bullpen Cart, presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Greg the Prophet Piatelli and I preview the final week of the regular season. We also recap the month that was for September. We'll look at some key matchups for this weekend, what we're looking forward to the most, and a quick look at the playoffs, but Stay tuned for next week for our full playoff preview. But as always, please like and share the podcast. Subscribe to it on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports is the Facebook and Instagram accounts, just like the website, ThunderBlogSports.com. But as always, anything else you think we might have missed, please let us know in the comments. And as always, enjoy this week's episode. And welcome to this episode of the Bullpen Cart. We are finally back. I am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. With me is my man, the myth, the legend, the MVP of the Thunder Cup, Mr. Greg Piatelli. How are you? You know, Jordy, living the dream. Uh, Red Sox magic number is three. Getting a little tight here, heading into a four-game set with the Astros. But uh, the Strokes. You know, it's uh, one of those things where I was listening to one of your last pods, and the Thunder Thunder Cup did not get a lot of uh, not a lot of not a lot of burn from you. Uh, not a great job recapping it, but you know, life goes on. Honestly, the the thing that I want to jump right into. Uh, after the open is right away the race for last place uh your fills one game up what's going on yeah so it's been a it's been an interesting run for the phillies uh going right into race for last place you know we did say we'd keep you guys updated uh those we got a little help today with clayton kershaw getting a, a nice little little w over the the giants um but the phils right now they're losing to the the nationals but I was actually talking about it in Eagles tailgate. They've done really well since the break. Um, so, you know, the future is bright. The young stars are doing very well. What's it's all about youth. Record? It's what? What's their second half record? I'd have to look that up, but I think they're only like five games under 500, which compared to their 20, 22, 30, 32, excuse me, games under 500 for the, the season. Uh, sorry, I was trying to do reverse, uh, negative number math here um yeah but comparatively to the the whole season it's it's a lot better um they're still i mean they they're i've talked about this a lot throughout the season they've scored a lot more runs than a number of teams in the national league they're, they're actually fourth to the bottom going in into, the nl uh including those pesky pittsburgh pirates going but into you've also you've seen the the tigers which is a team we frequently used as a cold team uh really slipped down and they've actually just moved ahead of them by a half a game with the Tigers losing this afternoon. Yeah, I saw that. So now there's two teams that are below the Phillies, which is huge. Yeah. And, you know, going into the last month of the season, I believe you and I were predicting out the schedule here, and there's a lot of W's on here that... Uh, I wasn't far off. I was being really optimistic. It was mainly because they just swept the Marlins. Yeah. And I wasn't too far off. Um, you really weren't. You really you know, So off. You know... Uh, yeah. Well done. Yeah, you know, uh, but... I guess cockiness has its uh its privileges. So you got you got tonight, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, huh? Yeah, you got this, and then you, I believe the Phillies have the Mets this weekend. 
uh, to close it out at home. I'm going to try to go to one game, potentially Friday, potentially Sunday. Um, Harvey, you know, and, um, and Syndergaard? which one you're, you're facing Harvey DeGrom and Syndergaard. That's tough. Yeah. I haven't seen Syndergaard in a while though. So that might be fun to try to go check out. Um, and Harvey, I mean, you know, you, you don't know what you're getting out of him. So we'll, we'll see how that, that goes. Um, but yeah, second half, obviously our boy Bryce Cerrone, Reese Hoskins has done a ton for for the Phillies and for the future and kind of brought everybody back into it. And Aaron Altair, of course, had a great year. He was hurt for a while. The pitching actually started to really get it together, which is what they needed. Aaron Ola really leading that charge. So, you know, next year could be bright. Uh, Jorge Alfaro is, is taking over that platoon spot for Aaron Knapp, and it kind of came out of just nowhere because Aaron Knapp got hurt. Um, and now Aaron Knapp's back with the 40 man roster. They have a lot of expansion and whatnot, so they can have three catchers. Uh, but, but yeah, I'm excited. I mean, we don't want to look ahead to 2018, but as a Phillies fan, that's exciting, but we still got a lot of work left in this season. And just a quick housekeeping note, we apologize for those that waited for this most recent episode. We had a lot of technical difficulties and then I was away for work. So we really appreciate you guys hanging on. If you caught, the Fun V Tailgate, our football podcast in the interim. Thank you. But, yeah, excited to talk about baseball this final couple days of the regular season. Get too far into the playoffs because hopefully we, we get back at the beginning of next week for a playoff preview. So the playoffs start what, Tuesday, Monday? So if, there's a, if there needs – I guess technically if there is a game 163, that's still regular season, that would be Monday uh, – I don't know who goes first, if it's the NL or AL, but the first play, the first wild card game is Tuesday. Then Wednesday is the other league's wild card game. Traditionally, I think the AL goes first, but then the the, the division series is start that Thursday, and it's usually the team that just played. I think they have to play the the top seed, play the wild card game, kind of adding not insult to injury, but in that same regard of keep going and, and bang, bang, you're, you're still on the block. So I know we wanted to uh, avoid this, but I have a quick, uh, a quick bleacher creature. Oh yeah. No, no, we can do some bleacher creatures. What do you got for me? So breaking story that happened uh, earlier today. Yeah. Yankee fans were thrown out of Yankee stadium for cheating. Oh, yeah? Did they, did they get the Apple Watches out? So they were yelling pitch locations to uh, good old Gary Sanchez. They were they were doing what to Gary? They were giving him pitch locations. Oh, just – what were they going? Left – pointing left, right? So – How is he noticing this? Wait, hold on. Is it – he's so, in the right-hand – the, the so, right so right-handed guy, batter's box and it's people in foul territory? Explain this to me. So the guys behind home plate, right? They got the little TV monitor. Yeah. They're watching. Oh. They're watching the catcher set up, and then they would scream to Gary Sanchez. He's set up on the left, set up on the right. Oh shit! That's not cool. It's uh, not fun at all. So he was like, so Gary Sanchez runs on first and third. He's up at bat, and these two guys behind home plate are screaming out. He set up outside, set up inside, so he knew exactly where the pitch was going to be. And based on that, I'm sure he could figure out what type of pitch it would be. 
So finally, the home plate umpire stopped, turned around, and kicked the two guys out. Wow. This is breaking news. Greg with, Greg on the scene. He knows. He's like, they were just shooting outside, outside. And Sanchez's like, I didn't I didn't notice it at first. And then I, then I realized what was going on and started to hit. Yeah. yeah, right, Gary Sanchez. Cheating Yankees. Anyways, uh, quick playoff update. Um, the Cubbies look like they're going to finally clinch a spot. It's been a while. The only the only team that we're waiting on because every team has clinched, um, I guess with the exception of the American League and National League, second wild card position. But it pretty much looks like the Twins are going to wrap up the second wild card position because I'm not sure the Angels are going to catch them uh, with how many games are left. And then from there, magic number is one. What'd you say? I think their magic number is one. Yeah. I think they would have won last night had they had the Angels lost or the Angels won. So if the Angels lose, the Indians are lose or are beating the Twins right now. So if the Angels lose tonight, I think the Twins get the second wild card spot. And then from there, it looks like the Rockies, which would put an unprecedented three teams from the NL West into the National League playoffs. So what do you think about that? That's like the AL East last year. Yeah, I think it's pretty nuts, to be honest. I mean, kind of going all the way back to the previews that we did six months ago, um, we really thought there was going to be that traditional Cubs, Cardinals, who the Cardinals, they really, that NL Central didn't really underperform as a whole, um, with the exception of the, the Milwaukee Brewers. They completely overperformed, uh, but, but none of them really were as good as we thought they could be. But kind of getting to the point, you know, we thought the Giants would be the clear second team. They'd probably take a wild card spot. Maybe the Mets and throw around who might ultimately, you know, take those three. Uh, Mets, of course, had all the different injuries. The Giants had a couple injuries and just never really got it together throughout the season. Um, but the Diamondbacks, I mean, their offense is great. Their pitching has been fantastic, which is something that it looked like they were missing last year and it really clicked. Uh, and the Rockies, I mean, a ton of runs i mean to put this into perspective we talk a lot about or you've heard me throughout this season talk about the phillies run differential and and especially the pitching being terrible the phillies have only let up as of games that have finished tonight at nine o'clock on wednesday the phillies have let up 23 more runs than the rockies and the rockies have a pretty they play at a very, very hitter-friendly park. Hence, their 809 National League leading runs scored. That's more than the Dodgers. But they've also, I mean, to put that into perspective of what Coors Field can do, that's 180 more than what the Dodgers pitching staff has let up. Granted, that's the Dodgers. We're not, you know, that's apples to, you know, rotten apples to good apples, basically, um, in terms of playoff teams. We can get into other teams much more, but that's a different podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's nice to see the Rockies get there. They have a lot of those different players. Nolan Arenado being the guy leading the charge that kind of fall out of the recognition. We talk about this a lot about Mike Trout, but that West Coast, that West Coast, being on the West Coast kind of gets you overshadowed by the East Coast players. And it's nice to see them get their due. Uh, on that same note, it's kind of a bummer that the, the Angels couldn't pull it out. I, I'm pretty sure. Mike Trout's never been in the playoffs, which is crazy when you think about it. Yeah, no, that's a shame. I mean, you, it's, a, it's a real shame. And you're talking about a guy who 
somehow won the MVP last year despite Mookie Betts carrying his team to the playoffs. But um, I'm definitely not still bitter. But, no, I mean, you, you know, you want to see the best and see how they perform in the playoffs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, too bad he got hurt again and too bad he couldn't complete another year. But I'm sure he'll get some AL MVP votes, uh, anything that takes away from Aaron Judge. Um, but, you know, honestly, Jordy, it's it's like you said, you know, a lot of young talent, a lot of young talent in the league, and you know, it, it, you're noticing it all over—not just baseball, but so many different sports. It's young talent everywhere, which is exciting, and really a good changing of the guard for us. But uh, moving on here, the big story that I want to keep an eye on is the John Giancarlo Stanton 61 watch. He's yep. had three home runs in the last ten games, um, which has put him at 57 for the year. Now, I'm no mathematician, but three games left, needs three home runs. What do you think? Well, let's look at it. So the, the they had a, a nice little run. They were at Coors Field, which you might, you know, we just talked about it. It's Correction. very hitter friendly. We could have seen. Correction, he has four games left at home. Yeah, all at home, which we've seen what he does at Marlins Park. Now this is against the Braves. We talked about this a little bit uh, about a month ago when we we kind of ran through quickly the Braves, the rest of their schedule, and, and could he realistically do it? The Braves pitching staff, nothing really to write home about. There's not a ton there. It's very young or a lot of old, kind of old and moldy arms. Uh, but let's look at who he's facing. Who has not had a good year? You got. A couple different younger guys. You got Luis Gohara, and you got Lucas Sims. Uh, Sims has played a little bit longer throughout this season. He's three and five. Uh, then you got R.A. Dickey, the knuckleballer. Um, and similar to DeHaron, a, a guy obviously won the Cy Young when he was with New York uh, a, few, you know, a few years back, but he hasn't been the same since, since he went to Toronto uh, in that completely unprecedented trade. I mean – he only needs three home runs in four games against subpar pitching. Um, you know, we could we could see it happen. I'd love to see it happen just because guy's unreal. Are you um, are you rooting for 61 or are you just rooting for 60? 60 would be fun to see. 61 would be cool because, you know, it's a guy that really isn't connected to any of the stuff that we saw in the steroid era, um, at least match that. Um, 62 would be great because then he – connection he actually beat the 61 asterisks um you know i mean but it, it'll be it'll be fun to see i mean that marlins team you know we we've seen them underperform for a lot of it we thought maybe they could kind of float around 500 and now they're they're 10 games under they could finish six so i mean we'll see how they finish out uh three game series against the braves though that that certainly helps um, if you want to try to go check it out, the, you know we like to look at the uh, the prices we see on ESPN. The most expensive game, $12, $12 on Saturday and on Sunday. Uh, and there's quite a lot of tickets to see on Sunday, October 1st. Maybe football has something to do with that. Maybe not. But Question, uh, Jordy. Do you think that he, he deserves the NL MVP? That's an interesting question. You have a lot of different players who played – incredibly well this year but we're hurt he actually was hurt for a little bit too but he 
I mean, 61 home runs, or if he assuming he gets there, I mean, even 58. Well, I mean, um, look at it right now. He's first in the National League in home runs, second yeah. in RBIs, second in, in runs, seventh in walks, first in slugging percentage. He's got the best wins above replacement. You know, he, he's up there in, in virtually every category. Um, yeah. Exception of average, but he's, you know, he's not that far off. Yeah, I think it. I mean, you hate to say we have to see how the rest of the season goes because they don't like to use that at all. Um, you got guys though, like Charlie Blackman, who's right there with batting average and home runs. He's not going to be there with RBIs because he he's a leadoff hitter who is. Granted, if you remove Stanton, he's only three home runs behind second place in the National League, tied with his teammate Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. Um, for the most complete season, you almost have to give it to Stanton, but but things like Blackman, like Arenado, who's leading the National League in RBI, um, you know, or even you could say Anthony Rizzo, who had a really rough start to the year and arguably carried his team to the playoffs. You know, I, I mean, you just talked about your lack of bitterness about Mookie Betts last year, but that kind of shows that there is value in that and that people don't forget that. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they vote. I mean, we've seen players like an Albert Pujols 11 years ago who basically carried the Cardinals all the way to a World Series run, and Ryan Howard still came away with the, the NL MVP, and the Phillies missed the playoffs by like five games that year. So, you know, it could easily be Stanton. You know, Chicks dig the long ball, so do the voters. So we'll see how it goes. Wow, Jordy, look at you slipping that one in there, huh? You know, I mean – the catchphrases are a catchphrase for a reason. I'll say that. Um, yeah, man. So, give me your hot player, of the, hot player of the month for the whole month of September. I mean, it's it, it's got to be Francisco Lindor, right? It's got to be that guy during the Indians' run, which they're still kind of on. It's unreal. I'd have to get the actual stats in front of me, but that the whole for one, the Indians. Easily the hottest team of September. Um, they've only lost, I think, two games in a month. Um, Francisco Lindor, we talked about it. was funny. We talked about it in the middle of that streak, how Lindor wasn't having the season that everybody expected him to do and just exploded on the second half of that record-setting run. Um, do you think, do you think uh, the World Baseball Classic had anything to do with his slow start? Maybe. I mean – you seen, but you you also seen pitchers who didn't necessarily have a slow start or didn't necessarily have that sort of that that lack of production at the beginning. Um, you know, you, you saw guys like Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant who had slower starts. Really, that whole Cubs team who didn't play in it at all. Um, so, not necessarily. Um, you know, competitive baseball, at least playing competitive games, certainly helps get the competitive juices flowing and and can help you start off very hot. Um, it's a po- it's possible and, and sort of the, the bummer of how it all, all ended for him and big win for the U S not a big deal. Um, not a big deal, not a big deal, but yeah, to answer your question, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Cause we've seen it go both ways. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, that's a great, uh, great choice. I personally, am going to go, J.D. Martinez, who since Great going too. over from Detroit over to Arizona, has really not only solidified himself 
as a pretty good candidate in the offseason to be picked up by one of these major teams here, but also position himself to pretty nicely on a playoff team and help propel Arizona into that first wild card spot. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, yeah, because we we talked about this for a while of how how could now it seems like the Rockies and the Diamondbacks are going to get it, but it I mean the Diamondbacks needed to do something to not let that gap close, and and they got him. And I mean, you're absolutely right where he goes in the off season and kind of getting his name out there because Detroit's the big enough name, and and they've been around for long enough, at least in the Justin Verlander era or what was the Justin Verlander era, I should say. Um, that getting his name out there alongside, you know, the bigger names, Miguel Cabrera, you know, and so on and so forth um, is nice, especially when you're, you got a lot of money on the table. Yeah. In terms of, you know, even like, you know, he's leading all the major, all of major league in the month of September, he's leading RBIs by almost 10. Uh, He's batting over 400 for the month. He's, you know, he's, Doing it with the long ball, 15 home runs, also league leading. Um, you know, and he's it, just the, he's been putting up unreal numbers, like you said. Someone's going to show him the money. He's already been linked to the Red Sox, just like every big free agent always I was, is. I was going to ask you because the Yankees have a catcher, the Nationals don't, the Dodgers don't really. I mean, do you think it's the Red are the Red Sox easily the front runner for him? I mean. He hasn't even played outfield with them a little bit, though. He could. I mean, he, he's played multiple positions. Yeah, that's well, a good point. Um, you're right. They don't need an outfield. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they – you're right. They are, as of right now, the number – most logical choice where he'd end up just because of the catcher and the money and things like that. But, you know, it's one of those things where when are the Red Sox going to learn their lesson? You know, they need power. They need they need, they need need a big bat, but – are they going to go out and do that? You know, we thought they were going to do that this offseason. What they do, they go out and get Mitch Moreland and Chris Sale and did not feel the power and still the only team in the major league without a grand slam. So, I mean, Chris uh, Sale isn't a bad trade-off for that price, though. You know, you know I would think so until he uh, single-handedly lost um, the Cy Young and, and he had it all but locked up and then decided to have a terrible, terrible, terrible second half. So, We'll see how it goes in the playoffs, and that's obviously for next week's pod. But uh, just a couple awards I wanted to mention between J.D. Martinez and uh, and and John Carlos Stan. That's for me, sort of wrapping up the month of September. Yeah, for and then on, on the pitching side, I mean, you kind of alluded to it, but Corey Kluber's single-handedly brought himself right back into the Cy Young Award talk. Um, Jason Vargas, despite the fact that he's had kind of up and an up and down second half is right there and wins, but not really in the rest of the stats is ERA ballooned, which was something we, we kind of talked about at the all-star break of, of whether or not that happened on the other side. I mean, despite being hurt for part of the year, Clayton Kershaw dominating the national league Scherzer. I mean, he's still right there and he, he's certainly right there with, with strikeouts. So similar to the, the MVP vote, it'll be interesting to see how that goes for the, the actual award. Yeah, I mean, it definitely will be uh, definitely will be interesting, and and I I personally think that you know Kluber is probably going to take it just because of the way things shook out here. But you know, Jordy, not yeah, but- bad. Your boy Cole Hamels. Uh, I'm just kidding, you terrible. No, but I mean, even guys like Carlos Carrasco and and a couple of those Cleveland starters who, you know, 
They stepped them, it up big yeah, time. Both of them sort of during, during their thing. It, it's definitely one of those things where um, you know they're gonna be a, they're gonna be a team to reckon with, and you know it begs the question here. The big question that's going around Fenway Park and going around uh, Boston here is is a couple things, but for starters, the Astros and the Indians. How important is it? Do you think is the number one spot in the playoffs? I think it's huge. I okay, think so the Red Sox are entering a four-game series with the Astros, and all they need their magic number is three, maybe two, I think. And you know, the big question is: Are the Astros going to play their stars right now? Verlander pitched tonight. Verlander, by the way, in September is a .57 ERA. He's been crushing it. But yep. the point is that you know they pitched tonight. He they pitched him tonight. Will they will they short rest him? Try and lock up the number one spot. Will they turn around and, and try and play their starters, or will they give Altuve and some of those guys a rest? Will they do like a, a play them in the first couple of games, rest them in the second? You know what, 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 what can I expect as a Red Sox fan? What can Red Sox Nation expect in terms of the type of talent and competition they're going to be seeing in the next four game series, and how important is the number one seed uh, for these two teams? So I think it's a pretty big deal. I mean, at least on the pitching aspect, you're not going to see him unless Cleveland somehow really falls off, um, which they're playing, finish up with the Twins tomorrow. Then they play the White Sox to close out the season. So really not anybody to be really worried about um, if you're a Cleveland fan, especially how well you've been coming down the stretch. Um, But that's why, as an Astros fan, I think you really need to go into Fenway you need to take this seriously. You've already got through at least next Thursday. You get three days off to kind of rest up. You're going back to Houston. You got all that emotion that we talked about with everything that's happened with Hurricane Harvey. Um, I think you need to go and try to win this because while Cleveland's done very well on the road, they're, they're by far one of the best road records. A lot of that comes back to the, the win streak. You need to get something, pre- assuming both win, their respective divisional series, um, which if they're one and two, the Red Sox, unfortunately for you, cannot surpass them. They're seven games behind. Um, but the way that that's that, assuming they both get to the ALCS, you start that in Houston and take Cleveland rolls through in the first round or the divisional series. They win in three games. I mean, you saw this with the last, you know, the most memorable team I can think of that had an unreal September and went right into the playoffs, and that was the Colorado Rockies, who didn't lose a game. They think they lost one game after September fifth, and then they had a week off and came in, came to Boston because of all of it. The, they think they still would have, even if the, the All Star game hadn't, but they were cold. Um, you know, well, I mean, got, they also got swept, but yeah, yeah they ended up getting swept. That's my point though, is that they, they had a week off the Red Sox then got all the momentum then. So, I mean, if you can find some way to try to having them have to come to your place game one, you can strategically set up your rotation with three days off to make sure that even if it takes you four games to get through, you get your guy, make your number one starter. Cause you, You've just touched on it. You have a lot of different options that you could tweak it that way. You've got to throw them off somehow, and you need that at home in, in game one of the ALCS. Yeah, but what's the cost? You know, what's the cost? Is it worth going balls to the walls? 
You know what would be really disappointing? True. Give a week off and, and you're fine in the ALDS. You know what You know what would be really disappointing? Especially because the way the Yankees are playing right now, they're so red hot. You'd almost, you'd almost want to see the Red Sox. You know, you'd almost – if I was the Astros or if I was the Indians, I'd almost want to see the Red Sox in the first round just because they're the team that's coming in not as hot as the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees have been red hot to end the season. And it's one of those things where – yeah, the Red Sox have been doing all right, but they also have some injuries. You know, Mookie Betts, uh, you know, is out now, and they got uh, Nunez, who's been out and just started running this week. So, you know, reality is, like, if, if I'm choosing between the Yankees, the Twins, and the Red Sox in terms of the three teams potentially to play in the first round, I'm choosing the Red Sox every yeah. time. You know, I'd much rather face them. You know, the Yankees got all their veterans back in terms of their injuries at the right time. True. The Twins are that young, dumb team that – you know, who knows, you know, they're too stupid to know the difference. You know, they're too stupid to, to be afraid of a of, of big moment, of big playoff moments. So it's one of those things where between the three teams, I'd much rather face the Red Sox. But, um, you know, just sort of something to think about, just a thought to keep in mind. And, you know. Yeah, definitely something to mull on for uh, the weekend and once, once we get into the, uh, the playoff bigger, preview. Yeah, and, and the, bigger, the bigger question is how much of a letdown would it be if for Cleveland – you know, having gone on such such a streak they went on in, in September and still, still, despite that, uh, be a, only a half a game up for first place in the American League. Well, so there's two things that you have that, that you have to remember if you're a Cleveland fan. One is that the Astros had such an astronomically high lead in that American League for so long before this streak started that it's awesome that you're now ahead of them you caught them granted the Astros stunk for a little bit but you caught them you're now ahead really the ball's in your court if you win tonight you are now a full game ahead going into the weekend you both have four games you're playing you know you're playing a team that's a wild card team but tomorrow or or presumably a wild card team and then you're playing the White Sox a team that, that really is just trying to get reps for their young guys so you got a lot of different options there. You probably arrest it. You might. I would say you're you're more likely to see Cleveland arrest people than you would be Houston. Um, maybe you throw Kluber for six innings instead of eight. Um, that's probably what you'll see most likely. Is you see him play three, two thirds of a game, three quarters of a game. Um, By the way, but, so I'm talking the Phillies have now taken the lead. Oh uh, yeah, I, we were gonna we we're gonna come back to the the last Phillies look, but. Yeah, live look, 6'5", Odubel Herrera, El Torito, getting a, get a nice little double to take take back the lead. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see how it how it all goes. This weekend should be a ton of fun. Um, I mean, the National League, too, you know, you have – basically it looks like the Cubs have are basically about to wrap it up. They're up 5-1 on, on uh, right now in the, eighth, the bottom of the eighth inning. Um, you know, and if the Brewers hang around, they could potentially make this weekend exciting. You know, I mean, who knows this weekend could, could show people a lot on the the NL side of it as well. Yeah, no, I mean, you're certainly wrong. And what are the chances that swept (laughs) and the angels come in and make the playoffs? Yeah, so I mean that kind of comes back to the you know who's really 
doing what this weekend? You know, you see Minnesota really has a has a nice opportunity there um, to not get swept. I'll say they're playing Detroit, a team that really, really fell apart once they traded away their their big guns. Um, and yeah, really just Detroit. Detroit's trying not to come in last place. They're trying to beat them Phillies. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, maybe th- maybe they're trusting the process though. Maybe they're trusting the Celix. Um, you know, the, the, another bleacher creature, the uh, the Tom Celix who got tossed out of that game on a bachelor party. Um, wow. You know, that that was a fun story. Uh, the other Cleveland fan thing I forgot to mention that you have to at least remember: you, you have Dwayne Wade now. You're you're okay. You're all right. Going to be okay, uh, but anyway, to, to answer your question about the about the Angels, they they are playing the Seattle Mariners this weekend. Another team for last place. So, it's, I mean, uh, on your logic of the let's not play for last, the Tigers have a lot more to play for than the than the Mariners. But Mariners on paper, especially having not tossed away any players, at least on the the offensive side, you know, they, they at least have a, a better lineup thrown in. Right. Right. So it'd be awesome to see, like we said, Mike Trout, I don't think has made the playoffs. I don't think Pujols has made the playoffs once since, uh, since joining the angels. I'm trying to think if they did in, in 2014, if they were, if they had made the playoffs that year, um, when the uh, one year they did, yeah, I want to think it's 2014 when the A's had that huge lead and just fell apart. But I know that the Angels lost Garrett Richards that year. We'd have to look it up. But regardless, if, if it's one playoff appearance, they lost because the 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 Royals beat the beat the uh, the Orioles in the ALCS that year to to then go lose to the Giants. Um, so I mean, that's one series, a one and done. You know, it'd be nice to. See Mike Trout at least get an opportunity to put you know put it all on his shoulders in a winner take all type game of the wild card. Um, there's a lot to look tonight. Obviously, is huge against a White Sox team that we just talked about. That's not not so good. Um, White Sox are currently leading that one, uh, but you know, crazier things have happened. Yeah, I mean, I you know it's it's. One of those things where it's coming down to it, Jordy, and there's a lot of a lot of things to heat up. And honestly, the thing that I'm going to be most watching, uh, sorry, the thing I'm most looking out for is going to be uh, the Giancarlo Stan 61 race. I, you know, as you and I have been talking about it since July or no uh, August. You know, really looking forward to seeing how that shapes out. My biggest thing that I don't want to see happen is Aaron Judge doing anything good for the last three games or four games, whatever they have. What's your take on the Aaron Judge September? We almost—it's like we gave him the reverse curse um, quickly, and then then I'll I'll give my lookout for this weekend. You know, I think I I think it's because he's on. I think it's because he's a Yankee. I think it's because he's a rookie. You're talking about the East Coast bias earlier, but I really think that's the sole reason why he's getting so much love and attention. Because you know, you're talking about a guy who who could barely tie his shoelaces in the month of August and. And even July, for that matter, and all of a sudden he turns around, puts a puts a pretty good month together, and now everyone's saying he's going to win the MVP and the Rookie of the Year. I mean, that's just absurd, if you ask me. Um, but I'm not biased, you know. I think Altuve or someone from 
from the Astros really should get it. Um, Judge has been the name all year just because he's a Yankee, you know, and and we talked about it in the AL East pod. Um, you know, I was talking about how baseball really isn't fun until the Red Sox and Yankees have a little rivalry going, and it's good to see the Yankees finally doing their part because the Red Sox have been carrying the rivalry for so long, and it's time for the Yankees to step up, and this is a good year for them to do so. Um, you know, I think on a personal level, uh, you know, I think Judge with his gap teeth uh, should not win the uh, MVP, but that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, you, you hit it there. You want to see the complete season. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, 50 home runs isn't isn't too bad, but yeah, to wrap things up, my team uh, actually in a little bit. I think we talked about the last dog I had at that Cubs Cubs Phillies game, so nothing to report, but. Uh, Look out for the next podcast if I've gone to a Phillies-Mets game this weekend. But for me, what I'm looking out for, I mean, are all these races, um, see how everything shakes out. I mean, it, it seems like we could almost have an, a non-weekend aside from that uh, Brewers-Rockies final weekend. I will say, having experienced that a couple times, um, you know, about 12, and 12, 12 years ago before the Phillies started winning the, the NL East, when they were right there in the wild card and then, you know, sort of just fell apart right at the very end of the season. One day it came actually down to the last day. It is exciting. It's really gut wrenching when it, it's not your team that comes out for it. So my best two fans of the Colorado Rockies and the hockey brewers for uh, all of your rooting endeavors this weekend for your teams. Hopefully your respective uh, football teams can pull it out. I guess the Brewers have the Packers tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night football. So you may already be celebrating or not, but uh, you know that, I mean the, the wild card race and, and we talked about this before uh, you know, that the second team has certainly added a lot of drama for it and, and we're seeing it right here. So, you know, what's yeah. crazy Jordy here. Well, so what happens if the Red Sox and Yankees end up tying for what happens if they end up tying for the AL East? So because they're both in the playoffs, there's no game 163. It's whoever won the season series gets the division. Okay, so that's what I thought. That's what I thought yeah. it was. That's really what I thought it was. But it, the only way the only way there's an extra game is if is if there's a playoff spot up for grabs. Okay, that's what I thought it was. But someone yeah. told me that there's a chance the Red Sox could have a could have a playing game for the division and then an elimination game the next night. No, yeah, it, it's all elimination games. If they're both in the playoffs, whoever beat the other more gets the spot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things, three games up, uh, Red Sox, you know, you never know, but it looks like they're on their way to win tonight. I mean, only a five run lead now with, uh, well, the Yankees are winning too. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the the weekend goes. They're playing the Blue Jays. The Yankees are, I should say, um, you know, a team that that kind of had a disappointing year. So it could be they might be playing for something. They might be just be playing spoiler and, and knock them off. Uh, but what I mean, I think basically tonight puts them at a dormy. So all you need to do is win one game if you're the Red Sox. I, I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe win two games, or you they win one and the Yankees lose one, and you're good. You know, something that's not looking good. Sale got roughed up again last night, and uh, yeah, not not a good couple games for him. What was it? Three homers last night. 
Yeah, man. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. I'm not sure if they. I don't know if they should pitch him in the last series. I don't know. I was going to ask. You think just shut him down for the, and rest him up for the playoffs? Give him the week off. I mean, they got David Price. They got to get some innings in before the playoffs. They got, you know, yeah. work. The Mets did that last year, and it and it almost worked. Um, I mean, they went know, pretty far. Uh, I would say it worked. Well, not last year, not two years ago. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, but, I mean, the point is, the point is, you know, big thing looking into this weekend. Go Phils. Hopefully you guys don't come in last. I hope, I hope the Panda comes in last. He dooms another team. Um, I hope Aaron Judge goes 0 for 100. And, uh, you know, let's go Sox. Let's hope they wrap this up in the first couple of games here. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to see that. Um, it'll be fun to see the Phillies not come in last just, just to not have that. I mean, the number one pick next year wouldn't be all too bad, but not last place and kind of having that run. It goes right into a nice little run of young players on the, both the ice and the court in Philadelphia, as well as uh, the Wentz wagon. So its movement is fully alive in Philly. Wow. I was wondering how long it would take to get an Eagles uh, shout out. I mean, I went, I was at the Flyers preseason game last night and their young guys look good. Wentzy, it's my boy, that kicker. You know, gotta love the sixty-one yard field goal. Yeah, I mean, that was a uh, pretty impressive. And he he was he he, he wasn't on the team and he wasn't on the team in camp, right? He got cut from from a different team. He got cut from the Bengals, and uh, I believe Marvin Jones tried to throw some type of shade at him. Um, but you know, I mean, sixty-one yarder, Jake Elliott, you beautiful bastard. I'll take a win over the Giants, even though I didn't pick it pick it right on the against the spread. But uh, a win's a win in the the actual win column, the actual record book. Hey, listen, that's why you never bet on your teams because uh, you're disappointed when they when they win sometimes. <laughs> All right, but that will do it for us. We're keeping it light because we only you know we don't have too much left to look at for the regular season. But we will be back for a full playoff tilt. Say, uh, rumor has it Matty D might make his uh, baseball return, but who knows? Who do you have um, for the uh, eliminator challenge this week, Jordy? Who are you going with for football? I got the Atlanta Falcons nice. this week. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I'm going Cowboys over uh, Rams. That's not a bad pick. Um, yeah, the Rams. Rams came out hot. They looked pretty good. I will say with the Eagles, they're in. LA, I guess technically Carson, because that's where the Chargers play um, in that MLS stadium. But uh, that's, I mean, that's almost like a trap game, like a college football trap game. 0-3, you want to come in thinking you, you got some some stuff going going for you in the right way. Nice, nice emotional win over your rival at home. Um, but you've done, you've now gone Kansas City to Philly to LA. You know, it, it, something's not sitting right with me there. I hear it. All right, dude. I'll let you uh, let you go. Great job. Let's go, Phils. Let's go, Socks. And uh, like, subscribe, download, share, tweet, <laughs> retweet, Insta face, Snapbook. Like a true Belichick fan, you give us all the right social media. But I'll give them all that plug, <laughs> all those plugs in the intro. Greg, thank you as always, my man. Hey, Jordy, it's a pleasure. Oh, yeah.
Well, for my man, Greg Piatelli, this is Jordy Cannell, the G-Man, signing off for the bullpen cart. We will see you guys next week. Enjoy the weekend.